Gordon Smart, Matt Morgan. Thank you very much for that, Amelia, wearing a Nirvana t-shirt as well today. Gordon yes. Smart here, Tier 3 Radio X presenter, standing in for Johnny Phone, who's off sunning himself somewhere none of us can afford. That's what he's doing today. Gordon Smart, I'm Matt Morgan. We're here for the rest of this week. Johnny will be back next Monday. Now, Matt. Aren't you men and not say that in case he gets burgled? Well, it's too late now, Matt, isn't it? <laughs> too late now? Anyway, he lives in a castle with a moat. Nobody will get in. Uh, Matt, just in case anybody hasn't listened to us before, I thought I would remind everybody about some interesting facts about you. Oh, yeah, go on then. You are remarkably flexible. Well, yeah, I, I didn't know this. Yeah. Incredible. Last time you were on. Physically, he means. We did a test that proved that you are just beyond human with your flexibility. 88% or 80, 88%? 88%. Yeah. And actually, this week, I'm going to take you to the gym just to get that filmed, just to prove to yeah, people. Yeah, I think it was a fluke. It's incredible. Absolutely I can tell you as well, you have a hairless body. Well, I can't, no, <laughs> not everywhere. You, you love a band called Big Elf. <laughs> I used to, look, I, I suggested them to Noel Gallagher thinking he'd like them, yeah. right? Plenty more of this nonsense lined up all week. Radio X. This is Radio X. Gordon Smart, Matt Morgan. Gordon Smart and Matt Morgan on Radio X. <laughs> There's a reason we're playing Shania Twain. Because she's amazing. Right. Matt Morgan was charged with a very important task of coming up with some kind of future for the show. And we are calling it Nan. I feel like a woman. <laughs> you sell my item. Oh, wow. Right. Can I explain um, what it is? Well, I think you better, man, before everyone in unison turns their radio off. <laughs> no, this is brilliant, right? Well, we'll be the judge of that. Okay. <laughs> I was listening to The Doors, and there's a bit where he said, Girl, you've got to love your man. I hilariously changed it to Nan. Right? <laughs> you gotta love your Nan. Right? And I thought, right. that's funny. Then I started doing it with other songs. Right. Like, If You Believe They Put a Nan on the Moon by R.E.M. Right? Nan on the Moon. Thought, this has got legs. Right, right. Old it's, legs. It, yeah. No, it goes, it, I mean, it just, <laughs> this can run and run. Rocket Nan. <laughs> right. Street Fighting Nan. Yes. Nan in the Mirror. Nan, I Feel Like a Woman. Shania Twain? Like a woman, yeah. Oh, Have you Sting, English Nan in New York. <laughs> I thought you'd run out there. Oh, after I've got loads. I'm never going to run out. Velvet Underground. I'm waiting for my Nan. <laughs> That's Dylan. really creepy. Right. Um, so what we're going to do then? What is we want is people, I want people to text in. You just change for the song title or the lyrics, man to Nan. And it's hilarious and fun for all the family. What a brilliant item I've come up with. You can play along at home. Matt Morgan thought of a feature on the train on the way to work. No, 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 no. I told you. This has been months of planning. <laughs> <laughs> I've just come up with things on the train. My Eight, God. 83936, at Radio X on Twitter. We're looking for a lyric or a song title where we replace man with Nan. Paul Weller, changing Nan. 83936, at Radio X. Nan, I feel like a woman. Beautiful singing. Radio X. Gordon Smart. Matt Morgan. Son of a preacher, Nan. Iron Nan by Black Sabbath. Nan Down by Rihanna from Lee Angel in Essex. Def Leppard, make love like a Nan. <laughs> Enter Sandan from Ray. <laughs> Portugal the Nan. Lucy and Glossop, you're very good. Leonard Skinnerd, simple Nan. Ah, oh, backdoor Nan by the doors. <laughs> But this this is an obscure one. Uh, Divine, you think you're a nan, but you're only a boy. <laughs> Rob from Royslip. Um, how about Olivia Newton-John with Nanadu or Blondie with I Want That Nan? <laughs> the Coenal, good lads. 
<laughs> not reading that, that one. one. Uh, Lou Bega, Nanbo number five from Alex and Bromley. <laughs> <laughs> that is stretched now. I could never take the place of your Nan by Prince. That's a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. Missionary Nan from the Eurythmics. That's Simon and Tavistock. Nice one, Quite Simon. powerful images, doesn't it? So yes. It's Quite visual. <laughs> All the Nan that I need by Whitney Houston. Ah, the late great Whitney Houston. Lee Angel again, Hockley Essex. How about Candy Nan by Roy Orbison from Jerry and Wooster? So that's quite a beautiful image of a candy nan. Candy um, nan can. Diamond hoo-ha nan by Supergrass. That's a great tune. That's also Jerry Wooster. Um, Matt, shall we get ourselves into fine voice? This is gold, isn't it? Are you right? Have you got a vocal warm-up you need to perform before we do this? Yes. <coughs> that was good. That was good. Now, ladies and gentlemen at home, all the good people at Radio X, turn the radio up really loud and please join me and Matt Morgan for some special nan renditions, starting with Elton John. Rocket Nan! Did you just go for the falsetto there, Matt? Always. <laughs> Do it again. Rocket Nan! Rocket Nan! <laughs> well, you've, your voice is too deep, so I'm trying to harmonise, baby. Thanks, yeah, thanks, baby. Thanks, baby. Right, let's um, try a little bit of Michael Stipe and R.E.M., shall we? Nan on the moon! Nan on the moon! You know what? I prefer our version. <laughs> How do you say R.E.M.? R.E.M. 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 <laughs> It's like Harry M. <laughs> right, then we're going to go for a little bit of soul now with Percy Sledge. Loves a woman. Have you just gone soul? Just come up with items, but also sing them. Oh, you've just, I think I want to hear you sing that one more time. Um, sounds beautiful. You, you've just gone. Have you just left the band? Yeah, you've left, left the band. Solo now. I want to hear Percy Sledge again, man. Sang that exactly the Might same as the, the last time. That how I should sing. <laughs> you definitely found your falsetto. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please join us to finish this off. The Smiths. This Nan. It's charming. Nan. So that was an underwhelming finish, I'll be honest. Radio X. Gordon Smart. Matt Morgan. If you've listened in before, you'll know that I like to ask this question with the help of Carol Fialka off of the 80s. Hey, Matthew, what do you see? It's really sinister, that, isn't it? This is the weirdest song, <laughs> the weirdest... Has he got a real song called Matthew? Yes, he does, yeah. That was the inspiration for it. What do odd, you see, Matthew? Odd. So what do you see, Matthew? I see an exotic bird landing in England. Ooh. I mean, it almost sounds like a myth, doesn't it? How exotic are we talking here? Uh, bright orange. That is pretty exotic. Do you want the facts? Hit me with them. Okay, so a bright orange bird was found on the side of the A41 road near the motorway. Right? Where's the A41? Uh, it's somewhere near Aylesbury, I think. Although, actually, Tiggy Winkle's Wildlife Hospital were called from Aylesbury, so I don't know if they traversed right. the country <laughs> for <laughs> this orange bird. But it's not really about where it was, Gordon. It's about what it was. Okay. So there was this bright orange bird. People found it by the side of the, the road. They phoned Miss... Not Miss Tiggy Winkle's. <laughs> Miss Tiggy Winkle's the character, isn't it? Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going that Beatrix mad. Potter. Yeah, Tiggy Winkle's Wildlife Hospital seem to always come up. They're the they're the people you call, right? Yeah. They, right. So Go there's this guys. weird orange bird, but they there's, like birds aren't generally orange. No, and it's I'm huge. Parakeets right? maybe. You get an yeah, orange one. Yeah, um, and it's big and it looks like a sort of eagle, but it turned out it was just a seagull covered in curry. <laughs> <laughs> but look at that! You show me a picture of this. People. That is well worth it. We'll tweet it. We will tweet it. What, like, what is interesting about this is like one mundane thing with one thing slightly tweaked, right? Yeah. A seagull, you're, they're almost invisible, like pigeons, but 
when it's bright orange with turmeric from curry <laughs> and it's like it's not just a bit of it the whole thing it's like it's been bathed in turmeric yeah it suddenly becomes this mythical weird bird i was going to say it's it beautiful if i had a tulix color chart and you had to give that color and it's, it's definitely a strong korma isn't it that is yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's golden so it's if a, they managed to do the detective work and find out the people at tiggy winkles what happened no, but I think what they think happened was it was probably eating curry from a bin, <laughs> massively enthusiastically, <laughs> like rolling in it, right? Or I don't think, I don't think someone tried to cook it in a pot and it escaped. I hope. <laughs> but um, yeah, they. Uh, the, what does it say here? Um, the veteran, the veterinarian. Oh, that's hard to say. <laughs> the vet team bravely bathed the gold. Bravely, look, they've, they've of their own vet team. They've said bravely. How brave is it to wash a seagull? Well, you ask that question. Uh, what if you're around the, the gull as the karma passes its way through its digestive system? You don't want to be around that. That's do you? true, but that's still not dangerous. Is it? <laughs> that was grim. Seagulls follow through. Yeah. Um, so they cleaned it bravely, and uh, they, yeah, they. I don't know why they bothered to clean it. I think it looks pretty good. Foolish! On. They should have let it free. It's yeah. a magical bird. Yeah. But my thing about this is, why don't we dye animals more interesting colours, make the world a bit more interesting? Maybe for pride, we could have had rainbow pigeons and seagulls. <laughs> is it cruel? It, no, it's not. It does. Would they be happen. rejected by their own friends by their own for being flock. the wrong colour? It does happen in Scotland, doesn't it? And Wales, where they have to sort of mark the sheep with a little bit of dye. Right. So you can get blue and orange, all the rest of it, yeah? Yeah, but it's only a little bit. They don't do the whole sheep, do they? I mean, they should. We're going to expose a huge lack of knowledge here, aren't we, Matt? Is your, were you trying to make the point that, like, if you have a blue sheep, the other sheep will go, what's wrong with him? Leave him alone. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to know, actually. Because why don't we... Like, pigeons, right, for instance, especially mm. the ones in London, they look awful. <laughs> Although there's, they're not, you need a white bird, really, to, you can, to pick say, up the colour. Say, yeah. You can't dye it unless you dyed it completely black. You'd have to bleach it first, as any hairdresser knows. <laughs> this is Radio Good and smart, Matt Morgan. Matt, we've got a lovely message here. Uh, hello, Gordon, Matt. Lovely to see you standing in for Big John. Please say hi. We've just got to Mallorca. I haven't packed all the essentials. The Radio X app, the Bluetooth speaker. Perfect. Ian, Caroline and Ben from South Wales. And we've brought some clothes and sun cream too. Don't worry. Mm. What's the most What's the most sunburned? Ian, Caroline and Ben. Yes. I wonder what's going on there. <laughs> I'm going to suggest a conventional family. What do you, <laughs> you, you, you dark, you dark man. Uh, do you think Ben's a child? <laughs> yes, I do. Right. I think Ian and Caroline are the parents. Ben's. Maybe they could fill us in. <laughs> do let us know about that. <laughs> I was going to ask you an innocent question, Matt, about the most sunburnt you've ever been on holiday. Oh, I on scout camp. <laughs> so nowadays, kids, you send them off to school. You have yeah. to in the summer. You have to cover them in sun cream, right? Yeah. Honestly, no one even thought about it when I was. So when I was about eight or nine, yeah. right, I got so badly sunburned because I was reading about skin cancer the other day. I was like, oh my god! I was yeah. like, Pete. I remember. Imagine camping in a like six man tent with the worst. I was like, basically like <laughs> one of those guys in Chernobyl laying there. <laughs> On top of a sleeping bag. No, seriously, I had like bubbling yeah. like sores all over oh, me. Yeah. Well, your cells disintegrated Much. and you had a half-life of about 4,000 years. Yes. That is bad sunburn, man. It was, it was quite bad. Where did you have that scout camp? The moon, the sun. It was in the <laughs> Ukraine, but... Uh... This is Radio X. Gordon Smart, Matt Morgan. Matt, I have found something in the newspapers that is definitely talking your language. 
Go on. Are you aware of the phenomenon that is the wife guy? No. Does this not appear on Mum's Net? No. Allow me to explain, right? This is the headline. You may be a husband, but does that make you a wife guy? Now, there's a glad called Stuart Heritage, a journalist who's written about this internet phenomenon. Allow me to explain. Now, this is in the Times, so it's got a little bit of middle class, trying to find the right word, um, nonsense about it. <laughs> he says, generally speaking, I like my wife. Great start, an Great start, isn't it? Generally speaking. Generally speaking. Uh, she's kind, has a good eye for dungarees. How times is that? <laughs> and at least 70% of our conversations don't immediately descend into bug-eyed screaming matches. On the whole, she is a pretty good wife. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he goes on to say this. Who's wearing the dungarees? <laughs> she's got a good eye for dungarees. I will never like my wife as much as one of my friends likes his wife. He worships the ground she walks on loudly and publicly and constantly. His Instagram is unbearable. He doesn't hang out with his wife. He treasures every moment. He can't have a nice time with her. He has to be overwhelmed with love. What? He has, since the birth of his daughter, exclusively referred to his wife as Mama. I am a husband, but this guy is a wife guy. See where I'm going with this? Ah, uh, right. Right, so a wife guy, to give you a little bit more detail here, he cannot simply have a wife. He has to anchor his entire identity to her. He must become a limpet on the underside of her vessel. Most importantly, he must be certain that the entire world knows about it. Yeah, but that smacks of insecurity to me. If he's going, oh, you know, that sounds like they've had problems and now he's massively overcompensating. Yes, that's what screaming, isn't it? But I thought wife guy, I thought this was going to be someone who goes like, I'm married, but I'm not really a wife guy. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just someone who's like, not, you know, like, yeah, the, yeah they're married and they do, not that he's yeah. cheating on her, I just mean like, he's not, I'm not really a wife guy, <laughs> you know? See, this is the root of my problem is probably people who refer to somebody important in their life as this one. It's that kind of yeah, thing. But going yeah. even, it's going one step further than, oh, this one. Um, Night so, in with this, or when it just says, my world. Oh. And it's just that the little Earth, planet Earth emoji. Not happy with Night that. So, with the, takeaway with my world and stuff like oh, that. Not having it. No, you, we'll get to you in a second, mate. We'll get to you in a well, second. Well, I know that you're quite old school, obviously, because you take your washing home to Scotland every weekend. <laughs> So, you're not really a wife guy. I'm not, not at all. No, the most notorious wife guy is a fella called Robbie Tripp, who is known as the curvy wife guy. Have you heard of this bloke? No. He's got a song out, apparently, in America at the moment. Anyway, he came to prominence in 2017 when he wrote a lengthy Instagram caption about his wife, who is curvy, hence curvy wife guy. He said, for me, there is nothing sexier than this woman right here. Thick thighs, big booty, cute little side roll. This gorgeous girl I married fills out every inch of her jeans and is still the most beautiful one in the room. So the point he's making, right, is that she's imperfect. He's desperate to tell you how incredible he is for loving someone who's imperfect. So basically, it's a humble brag, isn't it? Look at me, I'm a great yeah, guy. Yeah, but there is a middle ground we should aim for here. There's, there's the <laughs> mad sort of like my wife's my world yeah. people who look insecure but then there's someone who just goes 70% of our conversations don't end in an argument <laughs> she's a pretty good wife she's got a good eye for a dungarees see I, I find it quite tricky because you want to acknowledge important anniversaries in your life with a little public display of affection and then it comes to writing the picture caption for it and having written picture captions for a newspaper for 15 years all of my intent sound like son copy you know four like, <laughs> here she is ex-son ex man loves wife I've got, I've, I've got this little phrase for kids. there's this thing in Scotland we're from Fife and Fife for life seems quite nice doesn't it yeah that's good yeah because she's are you aggressive. particularly affectionate like what's your not publicly privately credibly affectionate <laughs> just like a, a real sop 
Yeah. But you, I notice you, you post, you again, I really admire the way you write your captions on Instagram because, man, they are funny, which I would hope from a man who does that for a living. Oh, but thanks. you managed to kind of tiptoe along that line of romance without being wet guy. Yeah. But it's difficult, isn't it? It's because hard. It's weird. Like, like social media, what I, what I think's weird, more than the wife thing, because that's sort of understandable, but like... On Father's Day or Mother's Day, yeah. people whose mum isn't even on Instagram do a big post. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this one. I know. She, you know, like, and there's a few pictures. It's like a really, like, gushing thing about their mum. But that's not for their mum. It's for everyone else exactly. in the world. Exactly. Yeah. So, that's weird, isn't it? It is weird. It is weird. We should both point out at this point, we're incredibly lucky to have long-suffering, very understanding, patient, gorgeous. <laughs> Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. Nan. I feel like a woman. Good to have a bit of Shania Twain on Radio X. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> and a bit of wham and stuff. Like, it's, yeah. you know. That's what we're doing, right? So we are looking okay. for song titles and bands where you can replace man with nan. How about this? Nan's Needs by the Cribs from Andrew and Redding. Um, oh, right, I didn't realise we were going to read these out. <laughs> Ballad of a Thin Nan by Bob Dylan. Very good. Um, there's always the killer's tune, The Nan. The Nan, yes. Sharp Dressed Nan by ZZ Top. <laughs> That's good. Nan Overboard from Blink-182. That's good. Nanic Monday by The Bangles. We're running out of steam. <laughs> Dale the Decorator, good man. Space Nan Babylon Zoo from Stuart. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. It was on an advert, wasn't it? And everyone thought it was the most Levi's. amazing song ever. And yeah. then it was just that first bit that was good. One Hit Wonder. Um, Oasis, It's Getting Better Nan. <laughs> That's good. Billy Joel's Piano Nan. That is from Mike yeah. in Aberdeen. Susie Quattro, Nan the Nan. That was a big John tune in the Stoke. 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, John and Stoke, good one, that. Right, well, we've treated you so far to some beautiful vocal deliveries. Both of us will be appearing at the Albert Hall doing our Nan catalogue. It's like this, yeah, get that dancing bird and hit the road. <laughs> it's time, isn't it, for us to go on tour? <laughs> what a rider. Now, we're going to start off. Again, please turn us up loud and join in with the vocal harmony, which is about to become very famous. Matt Morgan, Gordon Smart here. This is our rendition of Nirvana and Nirvana. No The man who sold the world. Oh man, you've sold the world. I oh, wasn't our strongest delivery there. Um, <clears throat> let's cheer things up with some Tammy Winnett. Stand by your nan. Like sound of my hangover, is that? <laughs> Terrific. And let's finish off with our white shorts on, 80s shorts. Yeah. Andrew Ridgely and George Michael. <clears throat> this is Wham. I'm your nan Don't you know that Baby, I'm your nan There's <laughs> a little bit of reverb on that, wasn't I there? I think it needed the reverb. That was painful to listen to. <laughs> awful. awful. Oh, dear me. I'm all grateful that we've uh, now bonded together properly, Matt, by singing nan well, we've harmonised together now. How, how can you follow this up in the land of radio? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to probably try a variation on this theme. <laughs> so what is this has worked, and I'll hammer time. this to death. Radio X. You're not ready to wait around. You want to focus on the life you're going to lead and get the skills you need to go next level. You need a T-level, equivalent to three A-levels. The qualification that gets your future career started with real experience. Courses start with digital, education and childcare, and construction, with more to come. Designed with employers, 80% classwork, 20% real work. Think, choose, be next level. T-Levels. Starts this September. Find your T-Level at tlevels.gov.uk. This is Radio X.
Brooks. Gordon Smart. Matt Morgan. Hey Matthew, what do you see? Thanks, Carl Fialka, for your rare moment back in the showbiz limelight. What do you see, Matthew? I see a mesmerising turquoise lake of death. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that on your way from, um, I nearly gave the name away, of your town there, of the Orpington area? Yes, I see it all the time. Is it there? Following me. (laughs) No, this is specifically about the Siberian Maldives. Oh. Right? Those two words don't go together, No, they they don't, they don't, no. A Russian energy company has warned Instagram users not to swim in a mesmerising turquoise lake nicknamed the Siberian Maldives because it's actually an ash dump filled with harmful metal oxides. Looks great on Instagram though, Matt. The thing is, right, it's worth looking at this. Um, I think, I'm not sure what paper this is from, but it's all over the place today. It looks like, you know that blue ridiculous water from like a travel brochure? Yeah. It's that colour. Turquoise. Yeah. Yes, but only because it's full of chemicals and death. Right? <laughs> like a Simpsons lake, yeah. Yes, completely. Yeah. Three-eyed fish sort of thing. But people are going there having, you know, like selfies and like, people are doing like wedding <sighs> photo shoots there and stuff. But it's completely poisonous, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you more about it. Despite warnings that the artificial pond contains dangerous calcium salts and other metal oxides, it's remained a popular site for selfies, wedding parties and scantily clad photo shoots, which is what I'd be doing there. <laughs> yeah, women in bikinis lying on the ash dumps, dirt banks. I mean, that's not erotic, is it? <laughs> it's a website, isn't it? <laughs> um, visitors riding inflatable unicorns. You know, like sort of you're in California, yeah, yeah. you're in a pool. You're Flamingo not. inflatable, yeah. Uh, some users said that the water tastes chalky or sweet, right? <laughs> And the, the basically the company. I mean, if if people in Russia are telling you that's really toxic, don't go near it. Yes. You know it's pretty bad. <laughs> I hope that's not racist. No, but, no, but it's you not. know, like we've all seen Chernobyl and stuff like that. Uh, swimmers and look, and this isn't even the worst bit. Swimmers may not be able to escape the dangerous waters. The company warned the bottom of the ash dump is muddy, meaning that and this is a quote: getting out of the reservoir without help is practically impossible. So it's like a be- it's like a Venus flytrap. It's like yeah. pulling people in and then you can't escape. It's a travel beauty. brochure and a half that one, Matt, isn't it? Isn't that poetic? Yeah. Um, and then this is their statement to the people who are going there from the energy company. So we very much ask... Should I do the voice? Yes, please, yeah. <laughs> so we very much ask that those chasing selfies not fall into the ash dump. <laughs> this is the greatest risk. That's, what, that's their statement. Arnold Schwarzenegger reading it out as well. Yeah, I sort of wandered away from Russia there. but um, No, but I think it sums up yes. the difference between real life and Instagram life. Yes. These people are willing to risk death just to have a photo that looks quite nice. I'm completely with you on this, Matt. Uh, Producer Vin showed me a great thing the other day called Boyfriends of Instagram. Have you seen this? No. Oh, it's amazing. So you've got these perfectly posed up pictures of girls, mainly girls arching their backs um, and in bikinis and then a bloke sort of like holding a camera, sort of lying on the side on the beach or like, you know, precariously posed uh, on a wall. Right. So someone's taking a photo of the boyfriend, boyfriend taking the photo. Taking the photos, right, yeah, so it's the amazing. grim reality behind that stuff. I do like some people who do this. There's a girl I follow called Bumble Bambi, right? I recommend you follow her. She's so incredible. Admit to this? No, no, this is, there's no shame in this whatsoever. She is amazing, right? She's from Shetland and she goes off round the country, mainly Scotland, visiting beautiful places. But she is granite, right? She is tough. She's a, a hardy lady. Lady, and she does a lot of swimming in lochs, right. but the pictures are beautiful because it's her and I don't know loch Ative or whatever it is, yeah. making it look great. But the water's freezing. Then people who she want in a wetsuit. No, she does it in normal swimwear. Right. Anyway, other people go because they want the same beautiful pictures of this unbelievable Scottish landscape. They can't hack it. They can't hack it because of the midges. 
They are midges, not midges, by the way. Yeah. Um, and they can't cope with the temperature, the water, and all the rest of it. So she's proper, and I love that about it. I think it's great. Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. Kasabians, where did all the love go? Gordon Smart and Matt Morgan were in for Johnny Vaughan. That song is just over 10 years old now, I believe, and Sergio Pizzorno is here right now. Sergio, that's a bit mad to think that's a decade old now, that song. It goes so quick, mate. It's frightening, isn't it? Yeah, really frightening. I mean, yeah. there's, there's quite a lot of stuff like that that just gives you a little nudge to think, yeah. where has that time flown by? Can you remember when you wrote that song and where you were? I can. I was at home uh, in... in uh uh, Leicester. Yep. And uh, it was a late one. Like I, it was like two. I just had a, a like the box room was was where my studio was, and um, I just uh, it was like just the guitar. I just started singing that chorus, and I thought, right, it's a bit of T Rex in that. I yeah. think we'll be all right. Because that's when you first moved into that house, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Scott, the then. old school. It was an old uh, school yeah. gymnasium. Some places. Is your next door neighbour? This has just sprung into my head. Is it not Ingelbert Humperdinck? Not really, no. I mean, he's, oh, right. he's about three <laughs> really. miles away. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a better story. But yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's three miles away. Nip around and borrow a cup of uh, sugar from Engelbert. Yeah, what have a you, name. Have you ever seen him? You know, I know. No, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I, it looked like him, yeah. but he just. You know what I mean? <laughs> a few characters knocking a bit less than like him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we could ever meet. Like, <laughs> world would stop spinning. It's something. too much. Serge, first up, how are you? How's it going? Good man, really good. Yeah, thanks mm. for having me. So, bro, you're welcome to come in. You know, absolutely no problem at all. It's, it's odd to see you with a different hat on, you know, because yeah. normally you've got Tom bouncing around like <laughs> Zebedee beside you, but yeah. you're in here on your own and you've got leopard skin sort of... How on earth have you managed to yeah. do that with the hair? Do you know what? Amy, my, my wife, she watched a YouTube video and she said, I think I can... She's not a hairdresser, but she said, I can do... I think we can do this. That's trust. Like, yeah, <laughs> that man. is trust. Yeah. So we got the peroxide out. Yes. And then, yeah, it, it, she's done an incredible job. That's good. How did she? Yeah. Did she like paint the? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a paintbrush and then a bit of uh, just for men black. Just for <laughs> men. <laughs> Job done. Tell you what, that is proper trust, and also the the scope for things to go horribly wrong. Yeah, yeah. You got to go back into hiding if that goes wrong. I know, I know, man. It was a risk, but I like you know, I, I sort of life's about risk. <laughs> this is a bit, a bit of a strange question, but have you ever had a proper hair disaster like that that's caused you some bother? Yeah, I remember like. I remember like a Victoria Wood moment. You remember that mad sort of fringe? <laughs> yeah, and it's a bit of a weird like like shout on it at Radio X. That people are like, who's that? But yeah, you know that Bob. Yes. Bad, like one yeah. of them. Like a ball cut. Or it's when you look in the mirror and you feel like you can well up. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're not. Like you feel like you can go. Oh, I'm gonna go here. Oh, so I, yeah, I did that. Just skinned it. 1998. I went and cut my hair. Somebody said it'd be a great idea to get it that peroxide blonde, kind of kind of like Gaza, which was a brave thing yeah, to do in Scotland at that time. And it just at went 95. ginger. Went ginger. Yeah, the, yeah, I did a, the same thing about '95, mm -hmm. and it went ginger. I went to the hairdressers, and you know, I was only like 14. <laughs> so it, was like, it was like a group of like you know, beautiful girls, and I took a hat off, and they all just went, <laughs> you know, that like horrible. <laughs> I felt about that big when I was like, yeah, yeah. Can you just make this blonde really blonde? Yeah. I remember my mum sitting there back, get yourself back down to that hairdressers, <laughs> and then uh, they dyed it black, but it came back purple. Oh, but, wow. but like purple as oh, in a man good. who's trying not to look grey purple, oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> horrific, horrific. Was that to do with Sick Boy and Train Spotting? It, it was exactly Definitely was. Just walking around going, are you serious, Rents? <laughs> um, we were just talking about phones a minute ago, weren't we, and the old Instagram madness. Yes. And I'm, I'm quite interested to know your position on this, Serge, because you, 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 I think you're pretty qu you keep quite quiet on the old texts and communications, right? Yeah. Are you into all that carry-on and have you embraced all Instagram madness? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just think if you like, it has to be interesting. After you know, yeah, it has to, you, if you're gonna put anything out there, at least think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you approach it in that way, I think it's okay. It's just when it just becomes part of your daily duties, I just find that a bit sad. That he's having you know, a go at you, Gordon. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I don't, sorry, mate. I, mean, I don't know <laughs> what you do. I've got no yeah. idea. Yeah, but but I don't get garden. me wrong. I understand it. Like it's yeah. fine. But I just think, you know should subvert it away and to try and think of new ways of putting stuff out rather than because you've done a lot haven't you with the SLP I've noticed yeah. that you've been a yeah, lot more yeah. on top of it with that massively yeah mm-hmm. you have to though right yeah definitely I think you do so, don't you you've got to be yeah. you've got to run with it haven't you I'm too precious over it though like I can't let anything go out like I overthink it like right. it takes me three days to like you know get a yeah. photo ready because I'm not sure about that yeah. you should see Matt's Instagram I bet it's phenomenal mm, it's, it's alright isn't it so I've noticed some of the SLP stuff like yeah. the little teaser clips nice, it's quite, yeah. quite a nice just did it's that not like a full video but it's yeah. just like a little hook thing yeah, yeah man it's pretty good it looks good I like it because I think it's at the swing in your garden as well <laughs> it is yeah, yeah. you've basically done it all that. you haven't left the house he's <laughs> done it all at home I should point out by the way in case yeah. you don't know that SLP is Serge's solo project SLP being Sergio Lorenzo Pizzorno which I've said That's properly right. you've nailed it first yeah. time yeah. And, and we've had a year off from Kasabian pretty much or yeah. it will be coming up for a year That's right, yeah. and, and did you plan to do this or did it just happen Serge well we sort of discussed at the end of the touring that we'd have a year off Mm-hmm. felt the right time just to be quiet for a bit so it was like now or never and I had you know the few bits of music that I would never use so I thought well I've got the start of something so I may as well just do it now is now is the time because yeah, I remember some conversations years ago I remember there's quite a lot of interest from hip-hop characters about doing stuff for you so the little yeah. sims thing I think is brilliant right yeah she's a talent isn't she she is yeah she's phenomenal yeah were there not a few people knocking on the door years ago or did I imagine yeah that? well we did you know we'd, we'd done work with like Black Alicious and yeah there's an LL Cool J collaboration circling around which yeah. was kind of great yeah. but I didn't really I felt disconnected to that because it was done in America but with you know, there's a, there's a few surprises on the album that I've got to work with the artists. I was going to ask you as well, when it comes back around to Kasabian time, you've always done a bit where you do a sort of solo song or two. Mm. Do you think you'll throw an SLP track in there in the middle of it? Oh, no, no. I'd, I'd, oh, keep yeah. them separate. They're different sports, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sports. I was going to ask, the, music's your first love, right? But sport's pretty close to it. Yeah. Wimbledon at the moment. Have you got back like, into your tennis? I just like it on the telly. Like, I, I don't... I I feel comforted by the green. There's something about having sport on the telly. I, I, you know, even yeah. if I'm not engaged with it, I just like to, the noise, the green. I like it on. Sound is magic, isn't it, Wimbledon? Mm. I was there the other day, right, and there was a, an umpire who had the, the best voice ever. So it was just like, do you, sir? <laughs> like Barry White or something <laughs> like that. But I think it was it was taken away from the game because everyone was waiting for him to say advantage. <laughs> it's bizarre. Mad. I think I'm going to the final, the women's final. I think. Oh yeah. I think so. It's fantastic. Oh, I made this guy. Do you want to go? I was like, I, can I go? I was like, yeah, it's just fine. I'll tell you I what. Don't the... What do you think, Matt? Is it okay? Yeah, I'd go. Yeah. I was into the women's football yeah. recently. It's great. Like watching it? that. Yeah. yeah Buzzed off that. We'll get into that in just a second. I've got a question for you on that one. But right now, we're going to play the song we've been giving it a big spin on the evening show. It's from Serge called Nobody Else, and a friend of ours describes this as the song that you put on at six o'clock in the morning when you're keeping the party going, the sun's just coming up. Here it is, the SLP, this is Nobody Else. Radio X. I don't want to go to work today Can't remember why I can I just want to smoke a lie with you This 
is Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. The SLP, nobody else. What a tune that is. Sergio Pizzorno as a solo artist. I love it, Serge. What a tune. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it's a song like it's a definitely uh, a feel-good moment. It's got the, the start of the song is little fluffy clouds for me, the bit of the orb, that kind of time. And I yeah, love yeah, it, love it, yeah. love lovely messages as well. This tune is class from mobile number eight eight three. This is quality six eight six. Another message here from six seven three. I named my son Sergio after Serge. What? There That's you go. Crazy. There you go. Uh, big love to the big man Serge. Definitely one of the albums I've really been excited for. I remember this one as well. Eight one four. Wow, was not expecting that. Love, love, love. Love it, Mark from Castleford. Thanks, mate. That's beautiful, Mark. It's on the back, yeah. Nice yeah, one, Marky man. boy. And uh, Liam, I should have given Liam a shout as well. Nice one, Liam. Uh, now, Serge, we mentioned we're talking about football there briefly. Your Mrs. Amy, my wife reminded me of this the other day. She was a brilliant footballer. Yeah. Still, I don't know if she still is. Still no, plays, she is. But, she still yeah. does a bit in the garden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But she had England trials. I went. I went with her. Any kids, man? Like she's been, but I don't know, 15, 16 or something. Oh, that's mad. Because we're just talking. Like, Matt got really into the Women's World Cup. We were all enjoying it. Anyway. Great. It was wicked for all the right reasons, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought it was good because it was yeah. like you know, like that American woman celebrated doing a little cup of tea. Yeah, I like that. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I like that. that and it was brilliant. like they would judge. I, I thought what was a bit sexist about it was like legit, like as if well, the women shouldn't be doing stuff it's like that. As if they're meant to, it's you know, a great celebration. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. there's a bit of needle in it as well, wasn't there? Yeah. Great. What position did Amy play? Because Centre mid. Yes. So in the family five-a-side then? Because Lucci was a player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Your youngest? Yeah. I mean, the, my oldest boy wants to be a magician, so I don't know if oh, he does. Oh, yes. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> what a combination. He wants, to, yeah, he wants to write a horror and he wants to be a magician. Do both. Combine them. Yeah. So he might have to just start watch on the sidelines. And Lucio, I suppose, granddad will be round with the toe yeah, taps. He'll be toe tapping in his Copa Mondial. Richard Pizzorno, by the way, what a footballer <laughs> yeah, he he's is. Good. He was good. See, any kind of saving gig I've ever been to, I end up speaking for about two and a half hours to your dad about football. Yeah. He loves it, doesn't he? does, really does, man. But weren't you? Didn't you, like, I trial was, for people? I was, I mean, I think, like, probably, like, 13, I made the decision to... You know, music was kind of. I got a sampler, and that changed everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. But, but I was pretty good. But I don't know. It wasn't for me. That like the I struggle with the like the you know footballers and hard people to hang around with. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a few lurking around your yeah, life. The, so. You know what I mean? I was like yeah. trying to talk to them about you know. Jodorowsky and they weren't into it really. <laughs> Crouchy would be. Yeah, Crouchy would be. He's not a footballer though. He's, he's not special, isn't he? Oh, he's an entertainment yeah, legend now, isn't he? <laughs> he's a proper beauty. And Serge, we just mentioned Harry Maguire earlier on possibly moving for 75 million quid. Would you shed a tear if he left Leicester? I mean, it'd be a shame, but I think that's a lot of money. You've got to take it, have yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just one little word on Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, phenomenal. Do you like him? Yeah, I think he's going to be great. Just think about that side of Glasgow that's listening to this, Serge. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, he's. I think he's going to. You know, I, there's so many jokes. I'm not going to say. I've got so many jokes, and I just want to be respectful to my new manager because <laughs> I want him to like me. Do you know what I mean? But I've got so many. Yeah. In the in, in yeah, I can't. It's not. There's no do. It's a mind time. No, um, Serge, we'd like to ask you a question that Matt came up with this last time we were on. I can't remember why it came up, but we were talking about the most expensive mistakes we've ever made, right? Now, obviously, I've made quite a few special ones in newspapers. I can't remember. Did you make an expensive mistake? I don't think I've ever had enough money to make an expensive mistake. <laughs> to be honest, I was gonna, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't really. I don't know. 
Because we were talking about, um, you know, like being in the studio and making a decision. I remember there's a great Fleetwood Mac story, isn't there, where they were mucking about with microphones and they ended up spending six months trying to get the right sound from a drum. And in the end, they're like, let's just go back to the first one yeah, six yeah. months later. Because you can get in a bit of a rabbit hole in the studio, I'd imagine. I love the like, rabbit hole, man. This, al- this kind of project feels like the rabbit hole. It feels like, like you know, I've been afforded the sort of, I can go and explore down there and see what's yeah. down there yeah. and then bring back some treasures. I suppose that's that is the fun of having a bit of time off because you can just go and see where it where it takes it's you. It's been it's been amazing, man. Really has. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about one, another thing that I've always wondered. This right. I remember speaking to Chris Martin years ago, and um, we were talking about where somebody has to just tap you on the shoulder and say this is getting carried away. And the moment it happened to him was where he suggested having a train going around Wembley Arena with him singing on the back of it. Oh my god! <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> oh singing yellow. Has there been a moment where you've gone? Lads, Rain it in. got an idea here, right? I'm going to have yeah. a massive bat cape on and I'm going to come down a death slide onto the stage. Yeah, well, there was a, <laughs> there was um, there was talk when we when we had Lion Glastow to get like a so like a, a like a cape, but like, you know, like a 50 foot long one yeah. and then sort of stand on a square plate and it just rise up. So the cape would disguise the, you know, the riser. The, the riser. Yeah. So then you just sort of get higher and higher, and the, and the cape would get longer and longer. <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, that's probably uh, that's I'd, brilliant. It'd be that's ca- like Vic w- Reeves. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. You hold your fist up like a superhero. Exactly. Just, so it's like, wow, what is yeah? You know, but you know. The problem is you'd have to have two because it'd have to be Tom and one. Yeah, I know exactly. You'd have to go on it together. <laughs> You're on the other one. I've got a message here. Uh, what has Serge got planned for his solo tour? He loved this person says they love the tune. Mobile number two six two. Um, I'm sort of in the early days of putting it all together. But if you imagine you, it's the end of the night and you're walking home with all your pals and it's four in the morning and you see a little doorway. And there's sort of like light emanating from beneath and there's a bouncer there and he won't let you in unless you've got the password and someone, oh, I've got it, I know what it is, yeah. you know, only geese fly west of <laughs> Romania. And then you get in and then you open the door and, it, and you're in a whole world of like euphoria and it's like, it feels a bit like David Lynch film, but, but it's, you feel safe and it welcomes all, everyone into this party. That's what it's going to be like. That's beautiful. There's the description. <laughs> Sounds phenomenal. And that will be in September or October time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bit of time to think about it. We should point out, so Jay Sharrick's playing drums for you. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, he's, yeah and, he's, and he's a, a beautiful fellow. Who else do you have in the band? Do you have the rest of a band? Or? Yeah, we're, I'm going to sort of keep it. I'm keeping some surprises and uh, keeping it small. But it won't, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I do, that. that you know, I'm never going to compete we're pretty good live, Kasabian. So I'm, that, that's yeah, that's that. This is something else. And then Kasabian back next year for the fiftieth anniversary of Glastonbury. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> That'll oh, do us. I can maybe do, do the cape thing there, man. <laughs> yes, finally. Thank you so much Thanks, for coming bro. in. You're it's right. Great to see you. I'm just uh, overcome. I'm like cry. <laughs> it's the cape. It's the cape. It's the done cape. me. <laughs> Cape has done me. Right, Sergio Pizzano, he will be on the radio later on with somebody very talented here called John Kennedy, we hope as well. Right, James, this is Sit Down on Radio X. This is Radio X. Gordon Smart, Matt Morgan. We are looking for words you can combine that create a new word for a situation. Yeah. That makes sense? That does make sense. There's an example here. Let me give you an example. So Pete and Pompey's been in touch and he said, we should all call pre-drinks, prinks. 
That's good. It's good. Simple, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, are I'll you get... prinking tonight? Yeah, are you prinking? Tanxiety. My wife's anxiety over not having a tan before we go on holiday. <laughs> Andy Bailey. I like that. That's quite good. I, I do like anxiety. Kyle. Kyle and Slow's got one as well. A Ladventure. So right. you might be your weekends in um, Deepest Darkest Kent. What Disp- a sad venture would be. <laughs> It's your book, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Andy the Painter, friend of the show. I've recently started calling my less civilised and more fun group of mates my reprimates. Ah, that's good. That is good. And we've got another one here. Uh, Gintimidation, which is excellent. The friend who breaks out the gin and you know you're in trouble. Chris in Stockton, that is excellent. Radio X. How do we control coronavirus now? Listen to Steph. She's a bus driver. Now that people are using public transport again, we really need to make sure that we keep each other safe. Passengers need to stay two metres apart. If that's not possible, make it at least one metre. I want to see everyone wearing face coverings over their mouth and nose, unless you've got a good reason not to. And when you get to where you're going, you need to wash your hands. We've still got to play our part. Stay alert. Control the virus. Save lives. This is Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. Shall we get Matt Morgan to take the wife guy quick test? Oh, a little bad. <laughs> <laughs> These producers are good, aren't they? Right, Matt, here are the questions. First up, what was the last thing you Instagrammed? A, a photo of your wife, or B, a photo of a meal you cooked for your wonderful, beautiful, talented, gorgeous, tattooed, pouting, fragrant wife? <laughs> I've just got to check. The last thing I Instagrammed was my daughter... Um, got her mermaid barbie and painted it all black <laughs> which was a slightly disturbing thing to find right question that's not a wife guy thing it's not no it's not at if all. i just said katie came downstairs and found this and she's what a great wife <laughs> exactly yeah and you know framing she, it like that she but, used nail varnish remover to take all the black off yeah. and then painted her shoes nice and red she's my world complete the sentence without my wife i'd be a sad or b destroyed she's my world well, I mean, out of those choices, they're both wife guy choices. Yeah. I'd say single. <laughs> Just keep it at that. What is your wife's best feature? Is it A, her smile, or B, her ugly eyebrows that only I could treasure? Um, her... Uh, I don't know, like, uh, just her whole look. Oh, well, you're, you're very wife I'll pick guy. one thing. Okay. That is major so wife guy. That was huge. <laughs> I can't choose one thing. I she's can't just choose one thing. She's perfection. <laughs> What's your greatest achievement? A. Not divorcing yet, or B. Spending every second of my life thanking my lucky stars that I get to orbit this perfect satellite of a woman. Well, it's, it's I have done well not to. Well, both of us have done well to not divorce each other. <laughs> well, it takes work to make a marriage oh. keep going oh, and wife in my life. Uh, I mean, she's my hero. <laughs> what is your wife's name? A, Helen. B, wife. Babe. <laughs> babe? Have you, so you've got a nickname for her. Do you call I her babe? I don't call her Katie. I never call... I get, if I'm shouting, it's, you know, like when you... As you do, yeah. shout at them. I mean, they're wives. <laughs> they have to be shouted at. When you're shouting across the house, yeah. I go, babe. babe. I won't go, Katie. You're, sounds wrong. Your wife's American, right? So she, when yeah. she says it, it sounds appropriate. Babe, with her American accent, kind Why of. Why is she saying it so, babe? <laughs> is that you? She's like, screaming from. 
<laughs> downstairs in the cell. What do oh, you, your wife has the same name as mine, right? Yes. Do you? What do you? So you can't find something. She's on a different floor of the house. You quickly shout. Yeah, I know. I'm going to regret explaining this. I call my wife Egbert. <laughs> Which is a bit. Oh my god! It's a bit. John Was that Mc the name of the man at university who groomed you? I don't know why. Egbert. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought. Do you remember John McCrerick? He, the late great John McCrerick, but not great. Cast. He called his wife Booby, didn't he? Remember that? Well, at least that makes some sort of sense. <laughs> Better than Egbert. At least there's. At least it's feminine. I still don't know why I call him. My brother calls his his but wife. Even in anger. Spud. Um, yeah, what, so if, if you like, say she's like saying there's something, she's broken something, yeah. right? Yeah, Wives yeah. do that. They sometimes yes. break something and they have to be disciplined. <laughs> you, you'll go, Egbert! <laughs> no, no. I, I'm terrified of my wife, so I would tie it all up and make sure that it's uh, never oh, happened. Egbert, oh, Egbert, 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 <laughs> come home in a minute. <laughs> We've processed your answers, and you are a bit wife guy, don't you think? No, Amelia's. For sure. I love sure. my wife, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't like publicly make displays of this. Like Valentine's Day, she has to tell me to do it. Yeah. Sometimes the last one, I think she said <laughs> that doesn't make me. Hey, come on, Neil. I'm not boasting, but I've just gone through your Instagram. Thinking, oh no, Gordon's a total wife guy. Let me find. But then you always do it with a layer of irony. Yeah, just a little bit of scholarship. So like, yeah. uh, you know, I couldn't do anything without her. But then you sort of undermine it a bit with a jokey laddie comment. Correct. She did post the picture. She Kate's not on social media, but she did join once just to have a go at me. <laughs> this is Radio X. Gordon Smart, Matt Morgan. Hey Matthew, what do you see? Hey, hey Matthew, what do you see? I see some people frightened up a tree by a noise. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you see this, Matt? Uh, this happened in Texas. Right. That's, right? You've got great eyesight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Got a little telescope. Um, so two hikers in Texas were frightened when they heard what sounded like a feral pig in the night, officials say. Wow. It was anything but. Right. right. The man and the woman had gone to Government Canyon State Natural Area in San Antonio, an urban state park on the north side of the city, to enjoy its 40 miles of trails. <laughs> but they feared a wild hog was on their tail, so they climbed a tree to safety, and the woman called 911, right? Yeah. Close to midnight. Right. She called 911. Right? Ah. That's the first thing that stands out to me. <laughs> but they climbed a tree to get away from the noise of a feral pig. And then they called the police in the middle of a state park. That's weird, isn't it? That is weird, yeah. Right. Yeah, there's so a lot how of... scared of a noise do you have to be? Yeah. Right. And to, to immediately know it's a pig as well. Yeah, that's, that was just going quite on specific, in their heads. Isn't it? Quite I think they might have been smoking something. I'm not, that's, I'm not being flippant, I think. Like to, genuinely. Genuinely. Yeah. And it's midnight. What are you doing hiking at midnight? That's not right, is it? Mm. Although they are a couple, maybe they were. <laughs> something else, I don't know. Reading. Um... <laughs> The woman shared, like, so they phoned the police. The police, quite rightly, just you know, moved them on to the park officers. Park officers tried to find them. She shared her, you know, through her iPhone, she shared her location. They found them. They were up a tree, mm -hmm. cowards. <laughs> and then the woman warned the officer that the feral pig was still close by. It was growling just minutes before he arrived. And then the noise came again. The official said, uh, like, he'd heard it. And he asked them, is that the noise? And they said, yes. Well, it doesn't actually say that. It says both the man and the woman nodded right. silently. And do you know what the noise really was? What was the noise, Matt? Rumble strips. 
a new band from <laughs> no, rumble strips on a road. You know when a car goes uh, over the edge? Goes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, from a distance, I've just looked on YouTube and there is, it does sort of go, it makes a little noise like as they go over it. But that's what it was. It was just rumble strips. Rumble strips? Yeah. I quite like saying that. Rumble strips. But like that's so specific that they thought that's a that's a feral pig. And yeah. also, I don't think a feral pig is that scary that you'd have to get up a tree. Although <laughs> there was a horror film called Razorback once about a feral pig <laughs> that haunts me still. Do you get feral pigs? Of course you do. Oh, Apparently, if you, if, you release, if you release a little pink pig from a farm, yeah. right? A normal <laughs> that what we accept it's a pig like, is. Is this a euphemism link? No, honestly, within I think one generation or a month or something yes a period of time <laughs> it goes all hairy again and goes wild it goes all hairy again it does this is Radio X Gordon Smart Matt Morgan hey Matthew what do you see uh, what do I see I see thousands of athletes talking to themselves silently <laughs> where in their little heads <laughs> you can do it encouraging yourself with a pep talk in the second person leads to greater athletic success study shows right in the second person so if it was in the third person it would be come on Matt he's Morgan he's doing really well right yes but if you're in the second person you can do it first person I can do this yes right you actually know your structure to English very good <laughs> um, a new study says self-talk that's what we're calling it is in the second person <laughs> are more effective than others, right? Self-talks in the second person. Saying I can do it is less effective than if an athlete says you can do it to ah, themselves. Uh, the research could help coaches and athletes to improve athletic performance. Um, in the study, which assessed the performance of 22 cyclists, researchers found that athletes who uttered phrases like you can do it, as I'm just telling, that's repeating the same information there, but, <laughs> however... Nothing was known about the way. So they knew that you could talk to yourself and you, and you would get better. Yeah. But what they didn't realise was the grammatical difference between I and you has a marked effect. Ah. That's what the that's the news here, right? Um, <clears throat> but what's interesting about it is the people who do this, they don't notice the extra like effort being made. Yeah. So they can't tell any difference, but they do get a marked improvement in strength and speed and stuff. Have you noticed this when you're standing in front of the mirror in the morning and you say, come on, tiger? I don't do that. <laughs> but <laughs> No, but I, you know you've the voice in your head yeah. as you're going about your day. Like, So yeah. if, with me, if I've lost my keys and then my Uber's outside or something, right, then I don't go, oh, where, where are my keys? Yeah. I've got a voice in my head like a nagging adult to myself going, where are your keys? You've done it again. <laughs> What, you do hate yourself. What are you doing? <laughs> Why'd you make it difficult? Why didn't you get up earlier? Yeah. Like that, that voice. Yeah. yeah. Your self-editor, your sort of like self-critic, whatever, is always in the second person. Is it your voice in your head that says that? If you've got another voice like it's sat like that, It's a bit more like that. <laughs> you've done it again. You don't deserve an Uber. Are you sure it's not a black, it's not a black cab outside the house? That might be the man shouting for the letterbox. <laughs> Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. Matt, you stamped your little feet on the other side of this table. You had a little hissy fit because you didn't have your own music for your life coaching career. Well, the boys here have earned their pennies. Producer Vin, would you like to introduce Matt with appropriate music for the world's least exciting life coach? Yes. Suits you, Matt. Oh, life. 
<laughs> right. I have a conundrum, and I'd like to put it to you, and you can offer some wonderful wisdom. Happy with that, Matt? Yep, yep. Right, here we go. So this is uh, Lisa in Scarborough. Thanks for this, Lisa. We appreciate it. Now, this isn't very juicy, but I'm at a standoff with my husband about the barbecue. We've got old school charcoal at the moment, but he wants to get a gas one. I think they're not proper barbecues. What are your thoughts, Matt? Help me out of this. Okay, right. Lisa, here he goes. <clears throat> well, firstly, with the barbecue thing, I did look it up on Mumsnet, <laughs> the source of all knowledge. And the people there agree with me that a, the original, you know, proper charcoal barbecue tastes better, but the gas barbecue is more convenient, right? Mm. So you've got to ask yourself, what are we actually want? What do we want out of this barbecue? Yeah. Is it convenience? Have you got kids? Have you got to feed everyone quickly? Or is it about the flavour and the quality of food? Right. right. But I think what's obviously going on here is this is about their sex life. Right. That's <laughs> what it's about the barbecue a... at all. Right. They're is projecting. The... Right. <laughs> so what I do in a lot of my couples counselling that I'm hoping to set up is what I would say here is like, well, look at it. It's so obvious. She wants the old school charcoal. Uh-huh. Right. She wants it. The uh, she wants to <laughs> move on, move on. She wants to stay where you know she likes traditional the methods of traditional <laughs> methods. Right. Um, her husband, whose name she doesn't even include, and that's always a red flag. <laughs> he wants to move on to gas. He wants new things, innovation. He's ah. you know he's a he's at the cutting edge of change. Right? <laughs> She's put her foot down and said no. I think that they'll be divorced within two months. <laughs> is this is this a lights on, lights off conversation? It's well, I don't know. It's I think it's gone beyond that actually. I think it's about involving a machine. <laughs> That's some um, sound advice, Matt. Unexpected, uh, unconventional, but I'm sure Lisa and Scarborough is grateful for that advice. Her unnamed husband, however. But if I had to sum that up, I'd say charcoal. Right, charcoal. This <laughs> is Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. We're talking about irrational fears. I've confessed that mine's cotton wool. Not ashamed of that. Yeah. Um, and we've been sent in lots of loads of them coming in. Ago. I'm going to start off here because I think this is in the same camp as cotton wool. Nick in Bristol says, I hate freshly washed tea towels because they're all squeaky on your nails when you pick them up. I know he's talking about the same what, thing. Is that what it is? We've got to watch that squeakiness. It's the yeah. feeling. Yeah. AMSR, isn't it? They call it. I don't know what that stands for. Yep. Audio something or other. Gogs. Why do they call you Gogs? Scottish for Gordon, isn't it? Now, is it? Gogs, I'm terrified of chewing gum, someone says. I thought you were just telling me that. <laughs> you've been really informal, man. I can see that when it's under a desk or something. Have you ever done that? And you've oh, it's horrible. off chewing gum and you think... Tastes delicious, but, though. Uh, <laughs> Kerry says, ice lolly sticks freak me out. That's No, I get that. That's what Neil's saying, producer Neil, about wooden cutlery. Because it's... See, stainless steel or plastic's got no absorbency, so it slides in. But the, the wooden stuff's got a bit of uh, absorbency. <laughs> and so it's a different sensation. Don't snigger at slides in. <laughs> Nick in, Nick in Rugby says, my mother-in-law is afraid of boats out of water. That's a good one, that's isn't it? That's funny. It's quite a specific thing. I've never heard that before. It's yeah, good. that's quite funny. A friend of mine has a phobia against sponges, so much so that once I put one in his top drawer of his desk for a laugh, he threw a fit. He had to use two rulers to flick it out of the drawer <laughs> into a nearby bin. He was not happy, David Solihull. That's the fear of... Like uh, clustered holes, yeah. like the little like sort of grid of holes. It has to be a collection of them, doesn't it? They sometimes pop yeah. up on Facebook. Have you seen that? There's people saying they're scared of crumpets for the same reason. Same reason, yeah. Charlie says, my friend is genuinely terrified of Jaffa cakes. Once people got him to drink a milkshake which had them in, he found out projectile vomited. That's unusual, isn't it? That's weird. So he wasn't going to be sick until he was told about it. That's purely psychological. 
Cool. Um, I like to think this is some dusty old major who's texted this in. My wife is afraid of soup spoons. <laughs> Simply that from a number ending in 82. Mike from Bolton. This is, I think, what you're talking about, isn't it? And he actually has the technical term for it. I have an irrational fear of naturally occurring holes. Especially when they're arranged in a cluster. It's called trypophobia. Uh, thanks, Mike. Trip, trypophobia. Right. I'm scared of the 70s Incredible Hulk. Cassie from Leeds. <laughs> like that. Specifically. Nice. She's there. No messing about. In and out. Yes. Lou Ferrino terrifies you when he's painted green. It was terrifying, though. I mean, he was. you're probably a bit young for it, maybe. No, I think there was still quite a lot of Incredible Hulk kicking around in the early 80s, wasn't there? What was weird about it was it was just um, everything. A, a man weird. painted green. Like now, yeah. kids are growing up with like a CGI Hulk or whatever. It mm. was just a sort of not even that muscly man yeah. with really bad hair. Hmm. And Lou Ferrigno, I think he was deaf, wasn't he? Well, like, there's a great story with it about, have you seen Pumping Iron, the Arnold Schwarzenegger doc- documentary about his early career? While. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> but it's uh, his rivalry, or sorry, more Lou Ferrigno's ri- rivalry with Schwarzenegger. Oh, they couldn't have been rivals. Schwarzenegger was massive. Lou well, that- Ferrigno was just like, he just looked like he'd sort of worked out in the last six months. <laughs> I'd love to see you telling that to his face. <laughs> I would now. This is Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. Underwater swimming pool lightning. That's lighting. Good. That's good, isn't it? I can sort of see that. There's a ghostly weirdness to yeah. lit swimming pools at night. Ominous. I yes. d- I've got a fear of being drunk in water. I'm terrified of it. Have you ever been for a swim? No, you haven't. Uh, I remember at someone's... That's why. Where was it? Oh, really? It was, well, one of the reasons. Yeah. Was it Noel Gallagher's wedding? Yes. And you were really drunk, jumped in a fish pond. No, an outdoor like <laughs> pond, and then caught some disease from the fish. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. It was a, people keep sending me pictures of that pond, the carp pond. You know what was bad about it? There was a net in it to stop people taking the carp. So when I got in, I got right. stuck in the net, and I couldn't get out. Oh, Everyone's you, like, "This did is you funny." Have yeah. Oh. Yes, I was t- absolutely terrified, and right. everyone thought I was laughing. I so, wasn't. So you didn't catch a disease from the carp. That was it. Was like scratches on your body, wasn't yeah, it? But I, I, yeah. I believed the lie <laughs> to this day. Hello, Gordon. I have an irrational fear of flies, but I love bees. That doesn't make any sense. Charlotte, age twelve, from Dunfermline, doesn't make sense. He's away and holding her mum, Vicky. Yeah. Um, I'm ridiculously scared of loneliness, growing old and being alone. Imagine passing away and nobody noticing, then nobody arranging or attending your funeral. Scares the you-know-what out of me, Paul in North Wales. Bit bleak. Oh, Paul. You've got time, Paul, to sort that out. <laughs> of texting into You'd radio hope, stations. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe form, form some loving relationships with people. I don't know what's more bleak, Amelia's response to that, or actually Paul's himself. I think Paul might be really old. Paul, you're part of our family and we love you dearly. Never we'll don't listen to these. Funeral, Paul. Paul we- oh, no, Matt. What? He's starting to like- anyway, uh, my son of 26 is scared of the Hoover and clowns. Uh, sadly, it was his dad and me that have done this to him. His dad used to chase him with the Hoover when he was a small child, just for fun. And I used to threaten him with Charlie Chalk if he wasn't behaving. Such cruel parents. I'm sure he'll present us with a psychiatrist bill one day. Gian- Jeannie? Jeannie in Leicester. Jenny. I think that is. Uh, clowns, that's, there's a word for that, isn't it? Yeah, Chlorophobia or something. Is it? 
is a word. I like the way you tailed off for that one. (laughs) 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 Phobia was the bit I had confidence in. Hoovers. Um, Yeah, no, clowns. I've never been scared of clowns, but I could definitely see why. But the hoover, that's that people don't like the hoover. Paul from uh, Romford scared of pigeons. Did you did you tell me a story about your mum and dad? Oh, my mum and dad. No, this isn't. Yeah, this isn't bird related. Not that story. No, not that. All right, another story. (laughs) They um they told me this when I was a kid, and now and when I look back, I think maybe like those people who were scared up a tree by a pig they were smoking something although they've told me they never did that but (laughs) one night they were driving through a country lane right and they stopped because there was a massive hole in the road like huge hole they got out and looked into it and then a couple of other cars ended up stuck behind them and they got out and they all looked into this massive gaping hole until they realized it was a puddle (laughs) (laughs) radio x good and smart Matt Morgan. We're coming up with words that we want to get into the Oxford English Dictionary that don't currently exist to summarise a situation. Uh, it's a combination of two words normally. The annoying ones are wedman, for example, or gym intimidation, you mentioned. Intimidation, yeah, that's how they started. Some great ones here. How about this one, Matt? Right, ginspiration, when you have your best ideas, which are not always realistic, when drinking gin. There's a lot of gin related ones, isn't <laughs> gin, there? Gin, gin, gin. Um, I like this one, the gang over, when a group of mates are all collectively suffering after an epic night out. Dan in Cardiff. Of course he's in Cardiff. Good on you, Dan. That's a cracker, that. Um, so, yeah, that's the kind, that gives you the sense of what we're trying to do here. And we did ask for one specifically, right? So we were trying to come up with a word for that frustration when your parents can't The cope. sigh a parent releases when they ask for IT help, I that's think, good. was it? Yeah, so we've got a cracker here from Tom. Hats off to you, Tom. Texasperation. Yes, that's good. very Tech good. Somebody else said eye grown. That's good. The eye grown. Tom and Surrey as well. This is good. When you're, <laughs> no, I'm going to try and say this. Apoplectic. When a parent asks for IT help, which works. Apple, plopoplectic. Can't say it. Popper like dad. As well, ap- apoplectic means furious rage. Yeah. And I think it's relating to Apple, the company. Right. Is it? No. I, I think, think it's that's pretty good. right. Is that all right? I, I don't think it's, it's going to catch on. For pop, like your pop. Ah. It all works though, then, doesn't it? Maybe that's a triple. Yeah, to be fair. You've got meanings in it. I love it, guys, but I don't (laughs) think we're getting any of this in the dictionary yet. I'm going to say, Tom and Sonny, that one's a little bit 11 a reef, isn't it? He's just gone one more than 10 a reef there. I've got one. one. You know when you first have a baby and the dad is just stood there and there's nothing to do? (laughs) Sparent. That is excellent. Right, maybe you can help. We're going to ask for specific help on another one. Rich in Nottingham asks us, can you come up with a word for when you pick up a dropped piece of food, blow the germs off it, and carry on eating it? There is no word for that. It's roughly known as the three-second rule, isn't it? Mm. But we need a word for that. Desperation. (laughs) Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. Matt, you look a little bit dishevelled all of a sudden. I've really tried at these words. <laughs> I've become exhausted. It's like watching uh, the Emperor in Star Wars at the end when he's just had everything, like all, all that energy and electricity has yeah, gone. Used up my powers for the day, but it's been <laughs> worth it, honestly. Is this what your poor wife has to look at at the end of the day? Not look that bad. Yeah. I don't know how you've managed that. What? You just, your hair's all ruffled. All ruffled up. Your beard's um, got a ruffle. Come on, right. get on with it. All right, okay, so we're talking about words that you can create to get us into the Oxford English Dictionary for a situation that exists, but there's nothing to describe it. For instance, Matt. Dropped food. Now, stick on dropped food, because I've got two pieces of gold in my pocket. Right, well, we'll get to your genius in a second. Here's an example. My wife's jobs for me around the house is simply known as Dadman. There's an example. That's Paul good. and Shrewsbury. That's good, isn't it? This one I really relate to, right, Matt? Chris from Stockton. Embarrassment. 
Yeah. It's quite hard to say, but it, it's actually really good. So that is when you don't know what a flat white is and you're scared of being shamed by the hipster behind the <laughs> counter. Chris and Stock, I've got that. Just want a coffee, right? Yeah. Just want a coffee. Um, so anyway, we were we were tasked with the job by uh, Rich in Nottingham. See if we could come up with a word for when you pick up a drop piece of food, blow the germs off it, and carry on eating it. So people have tried. Now, just before you get excited, Matt, people have tried. Would you like to analyse the efforts of the good people? Oh, they've tried, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> Dust paration. I mean, that's not... Floor food. Flued. A couple of people have said that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Stuart in Leeds, dropped food isn't grub, it's grubbier. Not quite what we asked for, Stuart, but very good. Yeah. Nice try. <laughs> Floraging, food plus foraging. Dan from London, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, bliss infecting is when you blow on it because you're happier not knowing how many germs are on your food. Mike in Grimsby. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, wait, well, no, just before, because you've been talking yourself this up this week. This is my moment of glory. You've, this is your moment of glory. So, ladies and gentlemen, comedy professional, oh. professional comedy writer, wordsmith, man with great vocabulary from Dartford, the one and only Matt Morgan. Matt, your word to describe that situation is? My word for dropped food. I've got two. They're a bit French. Floor d'oeuvre. <laughs> and the second one, splat du jour. <laughs> Come on, mate. That's good. Floor d'oeuvre's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's good. Radio X.